0: Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parsha's Naso, the longest Parsha im Sukim in the, in, the, uh, in the Torah. Uh, this year we have it in Eretz Yisrael before Shavuos, um, but we will have one thought related to Shavuos at the end, which will be good for those in Ch- in Chutzleretz who, it's after Shavuos also, but it's a, uh, it's a thought that could apply for the week after Shavuos as well. Uh, we start off with one short thought that uh, just to get things started, and that's a thought from the Svasemis. We might have mentioned this before, but it's that's a great little thought. He quotes this from his um, grandfather, the Chlushia Rim. Um, we know the Mitzvah Vidui is in this week's parasha. Mitzvah Vidui. Of uh, confessing that the Rambam talks about famous discussion of why the Rambam counts vidui as a mitzvah and not chuva. Tshuva is just the background. Is there a mitzvah of tshuva according to the Rambam? That is a big discussion. But either way, the source for vidui is a para pasuk zayin in the context of stealing. In the context of stealing from a ger. <coughs> the Torah tells us. If somebody does any type of sin, but that's a reference to Gezel. Chazal say, and they should be misvade the sin that they did. They have to return the, uh, uh, the principle, the principal. And what about if he has no relatives and he died? Who is that? Every Jew has a relative. It must be a convert. Gezel Hager. Um, and there's nobody to return the money to, then you give it to the koanim. Okay. The question asked the Chalushi Arim, the first Gerar why dafka by Gezel do we have Vidui? Out of all the Averis, 365 choices, right? And yet, Gezel is the one that's chosen to put Vidui in. So says the Sfas Emes, in the name of his grandfather, the Chalushi in source number one, this is the first piece in the Sfas Emes in, in the Parsha, Omar Amashakasa mitzvah shuvah vizvadu bigzal, kikal a veira Geza. Because really every sin is stealing in a way. Hashem gave us kochos, Hashem gave us powers, Hashem gave us talents. And if we ever use anything that we have negatively for sin, for the wrong reasons, then we're stealing what Hashem gave us. Where right? we're misappropriating talents. And therefore, if we recognize that, we wouldn't we wouldn't sin. Really, every every avera uh, in a certain sense. Uh, one of <coughs> one of his rabbis uses this that to explain why by niila. What do we focus on by niila? Right, Hashem, you help. We mentioned Oshek, which is again a form of gezel, a form of stealing. Why well, mention stealing by Neelite of all the averis? Because the answer is stealing is all Averis have that element. And that is um, whenever we don't use something for the proper reasons, so then that's a form of stealing, and that's what we say, and that's why Dafka Vidu is by gezel because it's something that connects to all of the all of the sins that there are out there. Okay, that gets us started. Let us now get back to the beginning of the parsha. Um Dalit, and we're still in the discussion of the jobs of the Levium, the jobs of the sons of Levi, Gershon, Kahas, and Merari. We had, so a little tricky for Bali Kriya to find the beginning of this week's Parsha, because there's more than one nuso right? you got to make sure you're not starting at the end of Parshas by Midbar, but we have at the end of by Midbar, <laughs> we have. Uh, already at the beginning of it. Naso as Rosh Bnei Kahas, at uh, the beginning of Parakdalit. What Kahas does? Kahas is the has the special avoda. They carry the Kodas Hakadoshim, and then we have the uh, Naso as Rosh Bnei Gershon, right? Gamheim. and then we have Bnei Merari. Gershon, Kahas, and Merari. So I like to quote from a sefer, uh, the Sari Alafim. Sorry, I'll often say for I haven't quoted from before. Uh, it's written by Rev, uh Ephraim Torsky, who's a Rav in Chicago. It was given to me by a by a listener in Chicago, the son of Rav Michal Torsky from uh, from Milwaukee. Um, so let's let's see what he says. He has a, a thought that carries through many different areas, starting with Gershon Kasa But this is a Shewis thought also. This is a Shewis and Torah thought also. First of all, it says Nasso is Rosh Bnei Gershon Gamim, right? Also count Gershon. Right, last week's parasha, we have kahas, right? Count kahas, and now we have the beginning of Naso. also count Gershom, as if we weren't. wouldn't count Gershom. What's the gam? Also count him, just tell us to count him. We know. As if we wouldn't have counted him. As if, counted it kahas, that's natural. That we would have known. But, but uh, you know, Gershom and Merari is not. Question one. Question two, a question that might have bothered you in the past. The in Shabbos, Nach Piches, tells us, an amazing chazal. The question is, is it just a and it's not just, but it sounds like a cute chazal, but it's not so cute. Right, there's no such thing as a cute chazal. Right? There's depth to every word. But here, on the surface, Darash Augli Law, there was a certain Galilean that darshaned in front of Revchdah. Baruch Rachmana, Blessed is Hashem Orient He gave a triple Torah. What's a triple Torah? Torah to Vim to a triple nation. Koanim, levim, and Yisraelim. What does that mean? By the third child in the family, right? Miriam, Aaron, and Moshe. Beyom to on the third day after the third day of preparation. Beyachat in the third month. So a lot of threes. A lot of threes. Triple Torah, triple nation, the third day of the third day of preparation, the third day of preparation, the third month, and through Moshe Rabbeinu. And the question is is this just a game, right? Three? How many threes can we think of? That has to do with Torah. And the Obos aren't even here. Right. What did this Galila want to teach us about Kabbalah's Torah? And, and we give a special bracha to Hashem about it. Blessed are you, Hashem, um, for this. So he says as follows, and again, this is a, uh, a drasha that follows through. Many, many things. He starts off with a chasam sofer. Chasam sofer says in a (laughs) Adrasha, The minhag of eating milchik, son shvuas. Many different reasons for that minhag. So the way the chasam sofer explains it is that, really, you could use milk, depending on the part of the milk, to produce three things. (laughs) Three things. You could separate milk, and uh, one could uh, Google it and... uh, Figure out which part of the milk is being used for the whey and the this and the and the may chalak kishem v'os when you bubble it up the foam that foams up on top and that that's the best part of the milk the 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 the, the, the fattiest and that's used to make butter huachashem that's the most chashem part of the milk says the chsam sofer the second part of the milk is the Middle type of group. The use for cheese. And finally, the third. That's just like the, the, after you take out all the good stuff from the milk, it's the watery liquid that, that remains. But, you have these three parts, but if you don't split up any of the parts and you leave it all together, that's the best. Because that's milk. You're not, like, making it for anything else. You leave it as it is. And it is a very important mashke. So you have the foamy stuff that helps make the butter. You have the medium stuff that helps make the cheese. And then you have the mechalav the that doesn't do anything. That's just like the leftovers. Says the chasam sofer, So too, the three parts of the milk symbolize Three types of Jews: Yesh be'em You got the tzadikim, the greatest. They're the Shuman. They're the they're the foam, the foam of the nation. bechinas gvina. Then you have the middle ones, the middle ones that are they're okay. we'll see Rava. Rava says in brachas we're all beinonim. Then you have the reshim or the mechalav. But you only have these groups when they're mechulak, when they're separated. But when we're all together, the mei is great when it's connected to the rest of the milk. When the foam and the water and the mamuts is all together, we eat milchiks on Okay, you might, cheesecake. But not only cheesecake, it's anything milchik. Anything milking. that's the minog. doesn't say dafka cheesecake in the, in the Shulchan Aruch. Right? It says, ma'achale chalav, which is milk. Right? To remember that all the Jews are together. All three, all three parts of the Jewish people were makabal atorah. No Jew should think. He doesn't have a, an approach to the Torah. Machvats Kitsura but Tarvimitswas. I don't I don't know enough. There's no such thing. Every single person is part of them. Every single part is part of the milk. Every single person is part of the Torah. Vine, let's go f- further now. Vine B'emetz Kishen is Bonain. Kishan is Bonain. We discussed so far why we email klicks on Shvuis. But now he says Bemas Keshisbonain Niresha Torah Kodosho midzukhelim yesrolophimadrigoso. Really, if you think about what defines a tzaddik and a benoni and a Russia, and he's going to define them, and then he's going to say, really, all three are within us. But he says at first, the tzaddikim, it's easy; they're dabeck to a kaddish baruch hu. Shalom agam their whole life is Limitatora, rakiyim, and mitzvus. Liz Dabek. The benonim, it's tough. Sometimes we win some fights with the Yet Sahara, sometimes we lose some. We're kind of like in the middle. Chayamim chayem, Asher Miyotri Right like the Chazal say. Woe for my Yet Sahara, woe for my Yetzertov. Tov. I'm, I'm being pulled and, and it's tough. It's tough to, to figure it out. is I'm not always in the clear. And the and that's the Torah is there to help them get up from where they from where they are. But then he says, on line 36, Each one of us, each one of us, we have some tzaddik elements where we're fine and we're good and it's not even a challenge and we're smooth. And each person has different. Some people have this, going to minion is smooth and easy. Having kavana for a minion. oh, that's something else. Not leaving early. Oh, some people getting to shul is a challenge. Some people, anything, making a bracha, eating kosher, whatever one might put in there. But there are those areas that were at tzaddik again that it's easy for us. The yeisht varam shonu nevakam im yitzreinu hara. And other things are, it's a constant fight. Right? Uh, what Rev. Dessler called the Bechira point. The Bechira point is where our, 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 our line of scrimmage, to use a sports mashal, in your training sometimes we win sometimes we go forwards sometimes we go backwards pamimis gabre mono ayotsraino pamimis gabre oleno sometimes we win sometimes we lose opinionemelo hariano benonim and in this regard we're benonies the age of arma shalla dabanino inloro and some were just we're not there yet some things were not there yet ubakhani so in benonem elo inano mozimbatsmeno koaklamo nego so we we uh we we can't um we can't be successful you know what the Malachal Echolev and teach us? Eating milk. On the day that we got the Torah. Drinking milk. Or milk products. On the day that we got the Torah. We're all one being. We're one organism. And we have tro- We have struggles in certain areas. But remember, we don't have struggles in other areas. And we have to put it all together. It's a package. And our Tzadik element will help out, hopefully, with our Russia element. What does this all have to do with us? Gershon Kahas, and Merari. It says the Sare alafim, or the Fshalom, line 17, shall Shlosha HaChalakam Shalosh Levi. The three families of Levi hint to us these three, symbolize these three areas of our life and three types of Jews. And again, we always read it right before or right after Shavuos. Kahas, last week's parsha. They carry there with the tzaddikim, more malat tzaddikim, gerushon Milashon gerush, gerush driven away, gerushin more mala They feel mukurash, they feel separated. Mirari, it's a little bitter, back and forth. Sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. It's a tough, it's a it's a battle out there. So those are the three, more ha-benonim. Those are the three, and all of them, Hashem says count all of them, because all parts of our religious personality. Surve we just have the different challenges. Val shloshta mitzvah, mitzvah Hashem yitzperach, lemnosam, lehoro shekulam ahuvim, kulam Barurim, kulam chashuvim, v'tvarim shebiminyin. And the Torah was given to all. And now we understand the gam. Not only kahas is counted in last week's parasha, no. even, even right, the other ones. Naso es rosh b'nei gershon gam heim. Gershon is also counted. Gershon is also counted. That's what he says in the bottom. Shek Gershon. Hamorim noso. They are also, they are also chashev um, in regard to this. That's why, why is Gershon ger- ger- put before Morari? Okay, kasha, not for now. But then he just adds one more, one or two more elements to this whole framework. Right? we know the Gemara tells us in Yavamis and in Mesecha Shabbos, that Moshe Rabbeinu did three things that Hashem agreed to and said Shagayach to. Moshe Rabbeinu did three things. One, he broke the luchos. Two, he separated from his wife. Three, he added on a day to the preparation for Shavuos. Hashem says, wait three days. So Moshe could have counted today as day one. But he didn't. He said, no, no, no. It must be three complete days. I need the night along with the day. So I'm not going to count today. What's the symbolism of that? I need the night also. I can't just have the day. So he explains. Day symbolizes the tzaddikim, night symbolizes the reshoim. Be'n symbolizes the be'nonim. Moshe says all three to get ready for Kabbalah Sattara. I'm not skipping the night, I'm not starting without the night. Moshe, I'm not. I'm not t- st- having a day without the night. And therefore, says the Sari says Alafim. The, uh, we have to make sure. Moshe wanted to make sure that everybody was together for Kabbalah Torah. <laughs> and that's why day and night and Bein Hashemoshah are also included. What about just getting back to some of the parts of the Chazad that we mentioned earlier. Why Dafka the third month? What's the emphasis? So he explains, Nisan, we were on the lowest level of Tummah. We came out, but we were the 49th level of Tuma That was like Lila. Then we add Iyar, the second month. Okay, we're getting there. We're getting there until we finally got to Sivan where we were on the highest. Again, all three parts symbolized um, in that way. And that's, he goes through, right? The three parts of Torah, the three parts of Jews, and all the threes that... All the threes that fit together, and he finishes, and he ends up with a fila yiratzon, that were zoche in order to be able to laminus ravalasos, ulakayim, and all the different parts of the Torah, and to uplift all the parts within ourselves. Okay, so that's for Nasso, and that's for Shvuis. We continue. So, in the context that we were just reading before, about gezel Agir, right before ve the Torah tells us a Pasik that the Rishonim and Chazal have difficulty knowing what the Pashup Shad is. For every interpretation, <coughs> one has to add in a few words. The And a man to his holy items, it will be his. What does that mean? What holy items are we talking about? The Kadashov lo And then it says, Isha lo And the man who gives to the Kohen, he will have. Who's the he? A lot of pronouns here that are not not uh, understood. So everybody gives their own shot, every every one of the Rishona Unkelis, right, Pasuk Yud, Ugvar Yas Maser We're talking about the miser, gvvar detail kana delayhe, right? Rashi quotes that it's referring to a uh, different pshatim. quotes um, a Pshat, he quotes the Madrashagada. Okay. Different shatim given in the, in the Rishonim based on Chazal. If you look in the Chavetz Chaim, source number five, the Korosel Shavetz here quotes the Chavetz Chaim. Chavetz Chaim quotes a similar idea in the Chavetz Chaim al- torah but it's a little different. Um, so I'll quote it from here. And it's a, it's a mashal that I think we all heard of in, in one version or another. I think when I was in elementary school, I heard it, this mashal, in the form of chicken schmaltz. I think that's what the phrase was when I heard it. Here, it's a little different, but it's the same message—the same message to explain this pasuk. So I didn't forget all my Yiddish coming to uh, Eretz Yisrael a little bit. Says Chavetz Chaim, an ani that decided to go to a far off country. He needs to make money. He has no money. He goes to. F- He's on the other side of the, pl- of the world. There's. Streets paved with a lot of riches. He's going to go there to make a living and then come back home. Africa. He goes to a faraway land in Africa. It was a lot, very hot, and there was no mir'eh. There was no grazing for the animals. Milk was very expensive. Milk was very expensive. So he got there. He's like, what's the best business in town? The milk business, okay, starts getting into the milk industry, the dairy industry. I'm here, it's and he was very good at it, then he became rich. Bechol zos the base of him shik b'mizharob. He didn't go back. He wants to stay to make some uh make some money. Kama achar kamashonim after a number of years, kibamichta meisha gets a letter from his wife. It's time to come home. Time to come home. catch in haish He says, okay, oh, before I go home, I better I better stock up. I'm going to buy as much milk as I can buy. Because after all, you know, that's I want to make sure I use every penny. That's what he did. I have to buy all the milk I can, and then I'll go home, I'll sell all the milk and be a rich man. Before he got on the boat, there was a man who sold diamonds as he got on the boat. You want to buy a couple of diamonds for your family? Yalomim amar socher chalav. Och ochalik nos b'chomakum. Diamonds I can buy anywhere. Milk. Milk is where, that's where it's, that's where it's at. Ma'difanilik nos ochsat chalav. Lacheshich rabim. He tried and tried. He pushed him. Finally, fine. He bought a couple of diamonds. Kanak, sas yalomim, b'miksas kaspo shenishalo. Fine. Kasher he beiso. He gets, go travels, you know, for weeks and he gets home. Nochal radas, algolas, No, They take off all of the carts. All of the big, huge containers of milk that he brought, and they open it up and it stinks. The milk's all spoiled. It's going to last. It wasn't a refrigerated uh, boat. His wife starts screaming at him. For this? I was Moserus Nefesh. You brought back milk. You didn't do anything. All your years for nothing. The man doesn't know what to do. All the riches that he worked so hard, nothing. And he remembers, you know what? One second. He had a few diamonds. He had a few diamonds that he he was able to take before he got onto the boat. And those diamonds helped him. Those diamonds he was able to sell and last for a couple of years. Kameitzar asocher ashalokana yosir lalomim. I should have gotten more diamonds. What could I do? I was running after the wrong things. Running after the wrong things. Says the Chavetz Chaim. That is olam hazeh. That is olam hazeh. We're sent to olam hazeh. What are our pockets going to be filled with after one twenty? Adam yored Olam hazeh k'dey lasuk b'mitzvus. Theini Hashem sends us on a mission. He sends our neshama on a mission. But We have so much focus on on stuff. There's no, there's just stuff that we fill in the blank. We're going to bring it, right? It's not coming with us. Tell me what you have. Tell me what you did. We're not going to know. He'll remember. Ah. I gave stucco. I learned. And we need to do whatever we can to make sure we don't don't forget what our mission is. We don't forget what really is valuable in the world where we came from. Because we all came from somewhere and we all go back to that world. We're all going back after 120 when the wife calls and says it's time. So we have to try to make sure that we remember what's valuable there. What's valuable there. And in that way... You'll be able to, to, uh, make the, make the most of it. So says the, um says the Isha maybe I, the bottom line got cut off, Isha what you give to the koin, the tztaka that you do, whatever you share, loya, that's what is gonna be with you forever. That's what you're gonna take with you. All right, whatever we, not what we grab and what we amass, but everything we give, meaning the mitzvahs that we do, that is what we're going to take with us, uh, in the next one. Okay. Moving right along, Nazir. We have Parsha of Sota and the Parsha of Nazir. So, the Sugya of Nazir, major machlokes, we shown him how to look at a Nazir. Positive, negative, machlokes, rambam, and the ramban. Right? Fascinating machlokes. We know a Nazir brings a carbon hatas at the end of his Naziris. Right? After, besides all the other halachas. Says the Torah at the end, no that's when he becomes Tommy. If his On the day that he finishes in he will bring himself. Three karbanas. Chatas. Chatas always connotes sin. And the question is. Why is there a chatas here? What did, what did the Nazir do wrong? This is a Nazir who didn't do any specific... He kept in his ears as he was supposed to. He didn't drink wine. He didn't become Tamei. So what is the Karbon for? So the Rambam and Chazal say, It's machokas tanoim and rishonim. How do we look at a Nazir? But the Rambam says, I didn't give it to you. The Rambam says, Because being a Nazir is not a good thing. The Rambam quotes the Yirushalmi. There's already 365 losases, as we mentioned earlier. We don't have to add on. Actually, included in those are naziris. But we don't have to choose to be in the situation of all of those isurim. So because you withheld pleasure from you when you weren't supposed to, so Korban Khatas is related to that. To being in a naziris. And the Ramban, the Ramban are the Ramban has a positive view of, of a nazir. Kadoshihiyah. Is not just going on his hair, but going on him," says the Ramban, parsing like that Tana. So the question that the Ramban deals with and is bothered by is: so why do you bring a carbon chatos if he did everything he was supposed to do? And being an azure is a good thing, right? So why does he have to bring a carbon chatos? That's the question of the of the uh, of the Ramban. So the Ramban says something tremendously mm-hmm. mechudas. We've quoted that years ago, but Rabbi Bahai, his contemporary, his Talmud uh, quotes his Rebbe, the Ramban. And notes how, how um, shocking and how um, amazing this Shitta is it's un, it's without parallel in the world of Halacha. So I just wanted to give you his, his reaction. And then he quotes something Kabbalistic, which we'll just say, but we'll have to do more research on. It says the, the Rabbi Bachai in Surah 6: The reason for this, no, the carbon of a Nazir, has not been revealed. Kilo we do not find in the entire Torah. Karban ki im alavon shakadam l'sha'avar. There's never a karban chatas unless a sin came before it. V'zeh shakadam v'zacha l'asos mitzvah. And here he did a mitzvah before it. V'zeh, he was separated from the, from Gashmius. right, he's in the Ramban world. It's a good thing. V'yata miyom lozum ne'ezirot ha'chayben ator al avi karban, v'yineh ze inye nifle u'mechudash. It's nifla, it's wondrous. Why would the Nazir have to bring a carbon chatus? The zal. The Ramban. Interesting, even in that time, the Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar called him the Ramban. The Ramban. al <speaking in Hebrew> He gives a reason. The <speaking in Hebrew> Yamar. What is he sinning? He's doing something terribly wrong. What is that? Right now, he's on a certain level of spirituality and spiritual responsibility. And now he's choosing not to remain in a state of Nazirus. That's the chit. Because of the decision that he will no longer be a Nazir. That's the Karbenchat. It's basically Hashem Ha'asid. Because of the future that he's no longer going to be a nazir, he brings the carbon khatas. Wow. And that's what Rabin Bakai writes Nazir With all your wonderful explanation, Ramban it doesn't satisfy me. It's not pshat. Why? Why? Carbon, you never find a carbon on the future, right? Because you're going to do something wrong, that's not a khantas. Is it for the decision? It doesn't sound like it because, I mean, it could be. But even a decision to do something doesn't uh, constitute a sin. Says the Rebbein of I don't fully accept the Ramban. It's, it's, it's hidden, it's Kabbalistic. It's a Kabbalistic, the Ramban and the, the Rabbin of Achai uh, often uh, quote these ideas. So let's just read it. See, he's in a certain state and now he's trying to leave that state. He's somehow... He's plugged in spiritually to a certain power. He's plugged in. And now he's leaving that. Not that he really sinned. But he's leaving a certain state of spirituality. He's not atoning for anything. He doesn't need to atone for anything. He's not atoning for anything. To somehow to take those powers and pull it with him. To somehow get spiritually strengthened in order to then go back to real life. Can, again, the depths of this is not for us, but Rabbi Bachai says again, the Ramban is Machurish. I think this has to do with Kabbalah, something relating to the different spiritual levels that he was in and that he was going to, and that he was going to be in. Okay, Birchas Kohanim. Sota, we didn't get to speak about this year, but then we have Berchaz Kohanim, Chazal Dash, in almost every word, in these few psukim. b'nei Yisrael, amor lahem. So you shall bless the Jews. Amor lahem, say to them, and we have the Sukkim of the Grechaz Kohenim. Let's talk about the word Ko. Ko Savarch, says the Klayakar four shatim on Ko. Ko sevarch, right? Klayakar, the great Darshan in Prague, chief rabbi of Prague after the Maharal. He's buried in the same cemetery as the Maharal, right near the Maharal Shul in Prague, says the Klayakar of Shlomo Ephraim Lenshitz. The first pshat is its connection to Parshas Nazir, which was right beforehand. Ko, like this, like what you just learned from Nazir. So what's the ko? Wine is very dangerous. There are many stories in Tanakh, and most of the ones that involve wine are not good. Most. Not all. There are some that wine plays a positive role. Malkit Tzedek brings out lechem beyayin to Avram Avinu, but most of the time wine doesn't play such a great role. Lot and the Mishteh Purim and um, and others and Noah. And some say the Etadas was a was a vine. You want bracha? Remember, Nazir stays away from wine. Ko sevarhu, Ko, with this you will be blessed. And also related to that, a kohen hamavar, the kohen who is giving the bracha, doesn't need any external stimuli to be able to give the bracha to Am Yisrael. Lo yeshasu yain b'amdalavareches Yisrael. Kitzarach lomar brachas. Kemoshekas amar lohem. Speak to the Jews. Speak to the the others. If I had drank a little bit, I can't speak properly to them. Had <laughs> he defined somebody who is drunk, somebody who had too much, he can't talk in front of a king. <laughs> be like a Nazir if you want to be zochet to get a bracha and be zochet to give a bracha. Ko. Ko like the Nazir. Number one. Number two. And then he says, number two, uh, a deeper idea. I'm sorry, did I skip? Um yeah, I skipped. Line five. <speaking in Hebrew> ko links into Avram Avinu. The bracha that Hashem gave to Avram Ko Yezarecha. Al Bilam ko. Bilam wanted to undo the bracha of ko. ko Bilam wanted to uproot the ko, which was the power of the bracha that was given from Hashem to Abraham. And the Medrash says, And he even alludes to this and says what he says in the Medrash, Bilam wanted to destroy the Jews. How many Jews eventually did Bilom get to? The Benos Vidyon, 24,000. Bilaam wanted 25,000. He wanted the ko. But Hashem didn't let him get to the ko. Says the Klayakar. He says, He thought, If you get 25,000 Jews to die through these women, that would be Mavato, the koach of the ko, of the brach of Avramavinu. And Hashem didn't let that happen. Advalo An ad and there was only twenty four, not twenty five. Next, mispar line seventeen. Maybe there is another message. Chazal tell us there are twenty four gifts that the koanim get: truman, and chala, and bikurim, and, and different parts of karbanos and gezel ager. Gemara off the twenty four matnas kahuna, but there's one more not on the list: birchas koanim. Birchas koanim is also a bracha to the coin. What do you mean? It's a bracha the coin gives. Why? They give the bracha. They don't get the bracha. Two points. Number one. Hashem says to Abraham, I will bless those that bless you. Those that give blessing get blessing. Those that give brachas to everyone, Hashem loves that. Hashem's going to give them a bracha. they also get a bracha. And number two, Yivrecha Hashem is on you should be rich. The more rich the Jews are, the more truma and challah and other um, gifts the Kohanim are going to get. So it's a good thing for the Yisraelim to be rich so the Kohanim could get more as well. So we have the ko, uh relating to Anazir, we have the Ko relating to Avram Avinu, uh, Ko Bilam, it's related to the previous one, and the Matnas Kahuna. And then he even adds, I think with this part, we quoted a number of years ago, Amar uh, Lohem, say to them, The Chazin, as we know, is, the, is a makri to the, for the Berchaz Kohanim. Hashem. So one might say that's just practical. So they all know when to do it. They could do it together. Says the, says the Kleacher, no, it's deeper. It's deeper based on what we just said. The Chazin, who's the Shliach of the Tzibur, the Shliach of Akkad Baruch Hu, he's saying Yvarechacha to the Kohanim. To make them blessed. So then they could have the power to give the blessing to Am Yisrael. So the chazin, when he does that, that's not just telling them. He opens up the pipe of the bracha. The chazin opens up the the power of bracha onto the koanim, who then give it to Am Yisrael. The Kohen himself is an overflowing Kli. And afterward, when, afterwards, when the Kohen does it, he doesn't pour from an empty Kli to a full Kli. He'll mark etc. So the Kohen is blessed before he blesses the Yisrael. And then in that way everybody gets the bracha. But it all goes with the Koh the and the 25th Matnus Kahuna, that a Kohen is Zoche too. Okay. Towards the end of the Parsha, Perech Zion, Pasuk not too many Prakim in the Torah, have 86 Psukim, right before Maftir. The list of the Nasim's Kalem are all uh, counted up together. Right, so we have all the Nisim listed over and over and over again. They all brought the same thing, and then the Torah towards the end adds up all, all adds up everything. Kaposahav Shtemasray, twelve golden spoons. Malayos kataras all full of kasara Asara, Hakap, Ashekla, LaKodesh. All of them were ten, right? They each were weighed ten. So with twelve spoons, each weighed ten. And then the Pasik says, just in case you forgot, basic addition, call kapos, estramumea. One twenty altogether. So with 12 spoons, they each weigh 10, altogether, one twenty. And I was a chazal or bothered. We needed that. We needed that. What do we need that last line for? Laman Amar, says Rashi. Right? Sometimes we don't catch some of these Rishis at the end of the, uh, of Nusso. Amar, kathachata, he shall zahav, shal mishkala, sara shkalem Oh, I'm sorry, not that Rashi. Um, Rashi says, which is the Rashi I wanted to read, um, Limedcha, the previous Rashi, called Kasava Kalim. Limedcha, why do you add up all these numbers? Not just that one, but all of the Kalim. Limedcha, Shayukli, Hamakudash, Amikdash, Mchuvan, and B'Mishkalan. Every Kli was exact in its weight. Shoklan Echerachad, Vishokhlan, Kulan, Ki Each one, and also when they weighed them all together, it was exactly what it should have been. Not more and not less. So when they were separate, they weighed exactly where they were supposed to weigh, and then when they were all together, don't think that there was one that was a little bit off. No, they were all exactly it weighed perfectly. So, yeah, what's the significance? What's the significance? So the Maharal writes, Maharal writes in the Gurari in source number eight here. He asked the the question of the Mizrahi of the Ra'im. Was it a miracle that you, they were exact? Like, did they have a, such exact uh, Kalim in order to um, form these golden and these silver uh, utensils. If it was a miracle, what was the purpose of this miracle? And if it was just they did a great job. Okay, so they did a great job. What's the purpose of the pasuk mentioning it? Says the Maharal, it's not a question. Really, it's impossible to be so, so exact with everyone. And the yacha nasa Mishkal, there will be a drop, a little bit more. Here it wasn't. It was definitely a nase. Nice. But why was it needed? Because every single number was symbolic. He doesn't quote it, but in the footnotes, they quoted the midrashim. 10 is the Sedibris, and 12 is this, and 120 is the years of Moshe Rabbeinu. Every single number, the, the, the smaller number and the total number, had symbolism. And the Maharal says, that's why it had to be exact. And we shouldn't think that all of these um, amounts that were brought. Remember, Rashi also says this back in uh, Hayasara, where it talks about what... what uh, But Eliezer Ebed Abraham, he brought ten of these, and all the different symbolism of of, um, of all the gifts that he brought. It was all symbolic of something. Exact, one idea. Ramosha Feinstein, I didn't see it in the Torah Ladas, but you have it here in the in the in the the drash Moshe, but you have it here in Torah Ladash. Rabbi Bloom in source number nine, he quotes from Ramosha, maybe another message. They weighed exactly the same when they were weighed separately and when they were all together. Says Rav Moshe, you got to be the same Jew in private and in public. When you're by yourself and when you're with everyone else, you have to weigh the same. Right? You have to act the same. They don't say that. But, right, we can't be be, uh, one or the other. I think we mentioned... Chanukah time. We like to mention this one. Chanukah time from Rabbi Blech, right, ocean Oceanside. We mentioned this in the past that the Gemara tells us that we put the Menorah, the Chanukiah, on the opposite side of the mezuzah. the opposite side of the mezuzah. So you're surrounded by mitzvahs. Chazal tells us. But he says maybe it's not just surrounded by mitzvahs, but there's a specific reason why the mezuzah is on the right side going in, and the Menorah, the Chanukiah, is on the right side going out, because there are some of us, there are some Jews that. We, you know, we'll be a Jew in our homes privately when nobody's looking, but outside we have to kind of like fit in. It's like uncomfortable am to, to bring attention to myself, to act differently. So, you know, it's, I want to fit in. And then the opposite. Outside when everybody's looking, of course, I'm going to do what I have to do. But in the in privacy, in, the, in my, own, my own home, behind closed doors, I'll do, I'll do whatever. When we go into our house, the mezuzah's on the right, don't leave your Judaism outside. And on the way out, we see the menorah. What What was the menorah? The Yivanim told us, be like us. There's nothing unique about Am Yisrael. And we see the menorah on the right side going out to remind us of the victory over the Yivanim. So to be a Jew on the inside and on the outside, and that's Rav Moshe, the kalim that all the the Nisim used, they weighed exactly the same when they were weighed by themselves and when they were weighed altogether uh, it didn't it didn't change okay one final thought related to Torah relating to the holiday of Shavuos, which Habalna Latova and again those listening uh, in Laaretz next week that was Latova but still within the uh, seven days of Tashlumin, Rabbi Lam, uh, in his Sefer Torah, Beloved, that was put together. So I put together a lot of his drushes relating to Torah. So he quotes from a Talmud of the Balshemto, Rabbi Yaakov Yosef. Again, I didn't quote you the first page and a half of the of the article, but he quotes. This teaches us that even when a man does not have an overwhelming desire for Torah or the service of the Lord, nevertheless, he is not free to desist from them. There are days that the Balsh the Hasidic called. You make katnus, and you make godless. There are days that we feel in it, that we feel into it, that we are focused, that we are um, motivated, we're in the zone, we're in the Torah and mitzvah zone. You make godless. And then there are you make katnus. There are days that we feel small. We feel spiritually small, we feel a little out of it, we feel blah, Something uh, annoyed us, something happens, you make katnus. Valshentov and the Talmudim teach us, right? Avodis Hashem is not just for you make godless. And maybe it's even more so for you make katnus. There are days, nay, years, and decades when we are small, our capacities sorely limited, our spirit puny, our soul desiccated, our sensitivity parched, our hearts shrunken and dried up. Vechulu vechulu. And in these you make khanus when we cannot summon up the spirit from the resources within us. In these days too, we must not desist from prayer, from Torah, from mitzvah. Sometimes the attitude of many, especially our youth, I'm not feeling it, so why should I? Just do it. Just do it. Stay in good habits. So then when you feel it, it won't be something new. There is no greater pleasure, the next page, says the Balshemtov. Shem Tov, than davening or studying Torah during you make Godless, and no greater pleasure than studying you make Godless when we feel inspired, alert to the whisper of divinity all about us. But there is no greater reward, he continues, for practicing the discipline of, of oneself that results in observing and studying and practicing during you make Katnus. That's the Lufum Tsara Agra. For the only way to arrive at Godless is to live responsibly and respectfully through periods of Katnus. And that applies in learning, that applies in davening, that applies in mitzvot. Right? He, he quotes it from the Kutzker. I've heard it from, fill in the blank, but he quotes it from the Kutzker, that it says in Shema, put the Torah al on your heart. What do you mean al-l'vavecha? It should be of in your heart. Why, on your heart? Sometimes our heart's not open yet. Our heart's not open to hear it, to feel it, to absorb it. So put it on the heart, because one day when the heart splits open, and it cracks open, whatever you heard could fall in. Then at least they should be placed on the closed heart, so that during these moments of greatness and inspiration, when the human heart suddenly opens up, then the words of the Torah, which have been piled on in on it, will tumble and fill the heart with the seeds of true greatness and some limity. So we have to recognize that you make godless and you make katnus. That's what life's about, and on, on a day that we celebrate Kabbalah Satora, it's a day that we realize, you know, life's not just about ups, right? There's... There's ups and downs, right? Like the Bali Musa give the muscle. If you're looking at a heart machine, you know, when you see waves, ups and downs, that's a good sign. If it's all one straight line, that's not a good sign, right? So too in spirituality, that's what life's about. And uh, we have to do our best. Everybody should have a, a good yantif a Chad sameach, and we should be zocha to be able to study more Torah and continue as we uh, learn together, Sefer Ba Midbar. we'll stop here.